listening to the Testudo Times Podcast, the official podcast of SB Nation's Maryland Terrapins Colossus. And welcome to a very special episode of the Testudo Times Podcast. I don't actually care what number it is because this was started on a whim and it's a good thing we're doing this. Alex Kirster is joining me, and we have a special guest. But first, Alex, uh, interesting day yesterday for us Maryland fans. Yeah, it certainly was quite a day. I, you know, Maryland uh, looked great, and then looked terrible, and then looked decent, and uh, that tends to be, uh, in a lot of ways, the story of the season. We went to the ledge and back and back and back again. So it was definitely an interesting day. But then it got more interesting. The game was at one. It finished by three. I thought I was done for the day with Maryland stuff as I was about to head to bed, but we saw a tweet coming across our timelines that read, and I'm quoting, just filled out my AP Top 25 ballot, left Maryland out entirely, didn't plan to, but there are 25 teams more deserving playing better hoops. And thankfully, we have the man who made that tweet and put in that ballot on the podcast with us right now. He works for, I believe, the Lansing State Journal, so he covers Michigan State, so he's seen Maryland before. Uh, Graham Couch is joining us. Graham, thank you for coming on into the Lions' den. Happy to do it. You uh, got a little bit of ire from Maryland fans, uh, some of the ire that was directed towards the team after Thursday. Uh, some of the tweets that were spoofing yours, because Twitter works in very mysterious and quick ways, from our friend Dave, Dave Tucker, just ranked my top 68 NCAA tournament teams and left off Maryland, didn't play it to, but 68 other teams were, were deserving. Alex? Your top 25 countries by population ballot didn't have China in it. That's a bit of a surprise. Yep, it was, you know, what can I say? I mean, it's, uh, it was just the calculation that I made in, in poking fun at our, at our guest here. Oh, I was going to leave off Brazil. <laughs> yeah. and, then I, and then I started, and then it obviously brought our friend Scott Van Pelt into the program. Uh, just filled up my top 25 Sports Center anchors ballot, left SPP out entirely, didn't plan to, 25 more deserving. This is funny because I actually voted in Awful Announcing's Top 25 Sports Anchors of All Time poll, uh, which was very, very odd. But Graham, you now get a chance to explain yourself. You didn't have Maryland in your Top 25, and I would argue losing to Minnesota is not befitting of a Top 10 or a Top 25 team, but you have a chance to defend yourself and defend your position. So, have at it. Sure. Um, and, and I just uh, did an interview that's, that's up on the Washington Post site, too, with Scott Allen. Um, that you explain some of some of these thoughts that people want to check out further. I'm sure I'll do a column as well here. Uh, whenever it's been an interesting uh, like this. a few hours for you, hasn't it? Well, it's, oh, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, it's almost easier eventually to just do a column than reply in 140 characters to people on Twitter. Um, and, you know, it happens every last week. Dayton fans were just furious with me. Um, and then they lost twice in a row, and, and it, it's calmed down. But the uh, it's happened before, and, and – um, you know, I, I was really high in Maryland. I've had them number one, I believe, at some point in the year. I had them uh, number two part of the year. I've, I've, I've thought all along they are the most athletically gifted team in the Big Ten. And, you know, I've watched them play quite a bit, and you, you say, ah, you know, this it's not quite working. But, you know, again, a lot of athletic gifts. You watch the Northwestern game, you think, yeah, they, you know, it doesn't quite fit whatever the group is, you know. But saw them playing East Lansing, and, look, it took Michigan State having one of those emotional feel-good wins it really doesn't say a team is better than the other team just to win that game. I thought that Maryland played pretty well for, for a lot of that game. Um, and But all year long, they've just been a little dysfunctional. 
And you kind of notice it just doesn't fit. Whatever, if Jake Wayman, he's a guy who belongs in the stretch four, stuck at the three, the ball stops with Suleiman. Something's not right. Bigs don't get back in transition. There's something there that doesn't allow them to play to their, you know, their main pieces. Uh, and lately they've just, they've just looked really bad. And, and the Minnesota game, I took them to 12 last week. So it wasn't like I dropped them from six out. I mean, they, I don't look at the overall poll. I look at where I have, I think a lot of people don't put a lot of time in the poll. I think a lot of people are afraid to take criticism uh, and aren't extreme enough in their thoughts, especially early in the season. And uh, a lot of people don't watch these games and you see some, some lazy polling and they just kind of move people up and down slightly based on wins or losses. And, and um, based on what I've seen from Maryland, you know, I didn't intend to originally drop them out of the poll. I, I, I fill out a, uh, so as I do the poll, I, I make a list of teams that I think should move down, should move up, uh, should be in consideration perhaps to get in the poll. So you're just kind of keeping an eye on, uh, on things and, begin with that framework. And, and Maryland was somebody I thought should move down this week. I did not have a, a, a move out line or anything like that. And I went through the poll. I just, it was hard to, um, everything I went down there I thought was more deserving this week. And, you know, you can argue a lot of things. I mean, you can argue Providence isn't playing that well. You can argue that just because Baylor's had a really good, really impressive road win and a couple of really good weeks, they've got a number of losses that when you stack their overall year-by-year resumes next to each other, Maryland, Maryland beats them. There's, there's no question. And so it's what your kind of criteria is, and I believe it's a fluid thing. It's something where, um, especially this year, where the difference between, um, you know, number six and number 25 is just so little. Nobody's been consistently deserving of high rankings all season long. There really aren't a lot of great teams out there. And so, uh, you know, I, I saw the Wisconsin game. I saw the Minnesota game. I've seen them play a lot. I struggle with the team, the Michigan team that's just wounded and flawed at home. And I, right now, they just don't look like a top 25 team. And the um, Minnesota lot, people keep comparing Iowa to Penn State. Another bad loss. It dropped Iowa down, and sure. Iowa's got issues. I mean, the Minnesota loss is Iowa, to me, was more functional early in the year than Maryland, even though they don't have as much individual individual talent. And Penn State's a very is a different animal than Minnesota. So I guess I, here's my, my question, and it's something that I've taken issue with with your ballot, and I appreciate you coming on and, and explaining the reasoning. Um, I can understand that you might take um, the the technique into this where you'll say, okay, I look at how a team's playing right now and how they're playing in this moment. Um, I know that's not a common view, but I, I respect that that's at least the way you do it and that you're willing to explain it. Um, but then I look at your ballot, and your number three team is Oklahoma, which is 21-5. and five. Maryland's 23-5. and five. Um, and Oklahoma being the number three team in the country is a, an eminently reasonable view. Uh, it's I think, where they are. They're tied I think, for I think in the actual poll. Yep, I think they're um, near the top of the poll in the actual poll as well, right in that same spot. Um, but, you know, Oklahoma, um, just coming off a stretch where, you know, they lose three out of four games. Um, one of them was to Kansas, so you can forgive that. But you lose to Kansas State, who's three and seven in the Big 12. Um, not Minnesota, but, you know, an 11-point loss to Kansas State is not anything to hang your hat on. Um, and then losing to Texas Tech, which is sub-500 in the Big 12 as well, um, in, in a three-game period. And you have them as the number three team in your poll, but Maryland isn't even one of the top 25 teams. So doesn't that, um, even given that kind of more short-view lens that you take, um, is, is it not a little odd that, that you would think Maryland, that there aren't, you know, that there are 25 teams that would be likelier than not to beat Maryland on a neutral court right now? 
Well, Oklahoma then goes to West Virginia and wins on the road. I think still digits there. So, that, I mean, that that's the, the writing the ship thing. And, and you, I should mention You're that, sort yeah. of waiting that yesterday for Maryland. Maryland comes home and and, and, and beats a Michigan team soundly and, and, you know, really looks all of a sudden. It, it's not just, you know, the, the margin. It's, not, it's, it's, it's how you look. It's writing it. it. You know, in Oklahoma for much of this year, you know, Maryland is one of those teams I think has sort of been overrated at times because of their talent. Um, and you and you and Oklahoma has actually, I think, played to its potential a lot of the year. Everybody has their slip up, and Oklahoma and Maryland's deserving of that slip up, losing double digits at home to Wisconsin and, and things like that. That, that. that happens. You fall a little bit in the rankings, whatever. You you, you get it back. The rankings are actually fairly meaningless anyway to a, a Big Ten team like Maryland. But um, Oklahoma, all year long, I think, has played closer to its potential. And got it back. I mean, they, yeah, they absolutely slipped. And, and Maryland is, is Maryland has had its moments, certainly. I mean, they've had some really impressive performances, but more often than not, it, it's it just hasn't looked right. And they, they haven't been as good as Oklahoma, in, in my opinion. So then, what does Maryland have to do? What does Maryland have to do, in your estimation, to be a top twenty-five team in the country again? Just just start to win and, and, and look better. I mean, it, it won't take much. It's not like they're way out of the top twenty-five. It's not like. And that's the other thing that's a little, a little. So people say, what, what is a top twenty-five team? A top twenty-five team is not something specific. It's being among. Is the it top not 25 one of the top teams. twenty-five teams in the country? Yeah. Right, right. So it's just, it's just, you know, and it's, I mean, you look at the bottom of, like my poll, for example, which is Wisconsin. Um, uh, doing this off the top of my head, it's You've like Wisconsin's and their SMU's and their, um, yeah. you know, Baylor things like that. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, those teams are all going to lose. Some of these, I mean, these, these are all flawed teams. Uh, and and it does, it, they don't even have to have one of those teams lose. That's not the way I do the poll. It's, it's a week-to-week complete sort of uh, reevaluation. So, you know, there are, there are weeks, and some of the biggest grief I've taken, for example, is last week when Dayton had won. But I really felt after Wisconsin won at Maryland and the way they won at Maryland, Wisconsin had to be in that poll. They won seven in a row, I believe, at that point. The way they were playing, that was that was a clear top twenty-five team. I still think it is, even 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 now, and they're not in the pool. And they won eight of nine. And so uh, I took Dayton out. I had and um, Dayton fans were irate with that, and I didn't I didn't say anything wrong with Dayton. I said Wisconsin was more deserving. So I mean, it wouldn't take much. I mean, Maryland has got maybe still the best individual talent if you just go person by person in college basketball. So if all of a sudden that talent starts playing cohesively and the ball starts moving and, uh, you know, guys are, guys are healthy and it just, it works. They're going to be very high pretty quick. And then I guess I would counter again. I'm just curious. Do you think, and you've mentioned that you don't think it's a specific, uh, you know, what is a top 25 team? It's nothing specific. Do you think there are 25 teams that if you put them on a neutral court with Maryland tonight at six o'clock, uh, that that team would be fifty-one percent likely or more to beat Maryland. Do you really do you feel that way? The way that Maryland's playing right now, I do absolutely, and and that's that's kind of why they're out. I mean, if I didn't think so, I mean, so you think you think uh, that I don't know Wisconsin would do that to them again. You think that um, Maryland, SM, you Wisconsin think just beat Maryland at Maryland? I mean, certainly, but you you think that that would be something that would be likely to occur again? I suppose it's a reasonable view. Um, you think Texas, you know, with 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 Shaka Smart, yeah, you think SMU. Um, I don't know who you had, 26, 27th, et cetera, in your ballot. Um, it's an interesting view. I just wanted to make sure that that is indeed how you feel. 
Yeah, no, that is. And, and that's kind of the weird thing because do I think there are um, 25 more talented teams? No, I don't think there are five more talented teams. Again, there may not be – I would take Oklahoma's uh, top four guys maybe over anybody in the country or, uh, you know, that uh, – but, you know, I watched, you know, Villanova Butler, for example, and, you know, Villanova for about uh, half of that game looks like the team that always gets upset in the second round, you know, and, and that's – they look like the same Villanova that does that sort of thing, and they don't look – they're not overwhelming. There's nobody who's who's overwhelming. I thought – I think I had Iowa one week as number one. I thought they were playing the best team, the best in the country. And you look at Iowa's roster, got some really good players. But unlike Maryland, they don't have somebody who uh, has had a history tradition of taking over a game and getting them through um, the Penn State when everything else is going wrong. And that, that's what's – I think it's been so surprising about Melo Trimble and, and his sort of, you know, maybe he's not 100% healthy, and but his loss of confidence and whatnot is that, um, you know, he, he's kind of that guy that ought to get you through what happened at Minnesota. When things aren't going well and you're having a rough night on the road, the ball's not falling, and the other team happens to be hitting threes, and that, that stuff happens. Um, but Maryland's one of the teams, and not everybody has one or has a guy, it usually helps you overcome that, and that's just not happening right now. Um, the whole thing just doesn't—it just doesn't look functional. Is the best way of putting it, and it, it, it's frustrating to watch because you know I, I liked Maryland last year. I thought they, um, and I, I thought they were limited, but you know reached their ceiling a lot of nights. They won a lot of close games, and they were—you know—I mean, obviously, Doug Wells is a great leader, and um, but I watch them now, and I just want to grab Jake Lehman and only play him at the four. I think there's a guy just it just being misused. I, I, every time Suleiman gets the ball, I want him to swing it for a while and get people involved and tell the bigs to run back on defense. I just, I just, you see the stuff in there that just, um, you know, maybe there are other reasons why they're losing. I don't know the chemistry issues or other things like that. But I mean, the thing uh, is, Rashid, know, Rashid Suleiman has, Rashid Suleiman has, Rashid Suleiman has a, a, a top five and has a big, big number, but it's there's a lot of players in college basketball. Um, he's got the second best assist rate on Maryland's team, you know, only by Melo Trimble, who's been in the top hundred players all year in assist rate. I, I wonder if it might not just seem from the eye test like Maryland to you has a harder time moving the ball than it actually does. It, it's possible, you know. Uh, man, I watch a lot of hoops. I like the sport. I, I have nothing against Maryland. It's not like, you know, no, I, I, of course, I, I wake of up thinking, thinking I want to take down Maryland, you know. And, and I know people say, "Well, he's from East Lansing, from Maryland and Michigan State." First of all. I'd, Really good. Michigan State winning as a columnist is sometimes inconvenient itself because there's just not enough um, <laughs> conflict to write about. But um, you know, Maryland's not a rival of MSU, and, and and even if it was, that wouldn't matter. But I just have no reason not to uh, want to see good basketball out of Maryland. I just um, and I enjoy. I mean, college hoops is my love. It's my first favorite thing to cover. It just doesn't look good consistently and, and Minnesota's a, a really awful team and the way they played against Wisconsin wasn't very good. I didn't think they were all that impressed against Michigan and, and um you know as I went down the list that, that that's a good way of putting it. That I saw on a neutral court the way they're playing right now, I saw twenty five teams I thought would beat them and maybe twenty six Utah I mean they were either twenty sixth or twenty seventh looking at a team like Utah right now as well. Okay, I have a couple of questions, Alex, if you don't mind. The first thing I want to ask is, where do you have Purdue in your rankings? Fifteenth, uh, right now. Fifteenth, okay. Just as a, out of curiosity, Maryland beat Purdue two-plus weeks ago at home. 
not convincingly, but they did. Since then, they beat Michigan State in overtime, which is not a bad win by any stretch of the imagination. Lost by Michigan, lost to Michigan uh, in Ann Arbor by five. Beat Northwestern by ten, and then we're getting the doors blown off them by Indiana until they came back at the end. That's not entirely supremely impressive. And Maryland in that stretch, beating Purdue, but I don't count Bowie State, and then they had those other losses because of the way their schedules played out. What's the difference between Maryland and Purdue in, in your mind from what you've seen as you've seen the, both teams recently? Yeah, no, I, Purdue's playing better basketball. I mean, when you go back to that game, first of all, home road is a big a big thing with me in most scenarios. So, you know, like that Maryland-Purdue game was a great game. I think those two teams are, 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 were, at that time at least, pretty equal. And, again, this is, a, this is a snapshot of a week. It's not like they're not a top 25 team forever. Um, you know, Purdue, I would take Maryland's guards, of course, over Purdue's guards. And if you just go down the, don't go down the, the line. But, sure, I mean, they do have a win over Michigan State, and will be at home. And, 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 um, and you know, they, they did rally against Indiana, what I think is the toughest venue in, in the Big Ten. Um, they were uh, – they kept Northwestern at bay on a day they didn't shoot real well. Um, you know, I, you know I, Look, it, it's an opinion. Is what it is. It's it's me judging basketball. Opinion. Just trying to work it out for us to see where you're coming. Yeah, from. sure. Um, no, I I understand, I understand it. I understand it. And um, it's it's you know the difference again. And here's the other thing: the difference between like a couple weeks ago, Duke is not in my top twenty-five, and now I think I had him tenth. I'm watching the way Duke played three weeks ago versus the way Duke's playing now. It's very different team. Very different team. And, and so. Again, this season, the difference between, um, you know, 8, 9, 10, and 27 to 30. I mean, Wisconsin right now, I mean, isn't in the top 25. And, and think about what they've put together in eight of nine wins. I mean, I, I, to me, I don't, I don't get how that team is not a top 25 team uh, based when you, when you compare them to other teams. But it, it, it's all the difference between Wisconsin, I think, is about 30 or so. In, in the overall poll, and um, Iowa or, or West Virginia, you know, it's just, it's just not there. So when you're talking about moving people and sliding people, it's not like when you drop 12 spots or when you drop 10 spots, you're really, you've really, you're sliding over teams that were just behind you or above teams that were just ahead of you. It's just a year like that where there are probably, you know, 15 teams. May, may I pose, can I pose oh. hypothetical? Um, I, I think I think this is an interesting principle in a way of voting, and I really do mean that. I it's think basic, it's, Alex, I think, if you don't mind me quickly interjecting, it's the the theory that supposedly the college football playoff committee uses. That's the right. closest now, thing. Let's which, say, which let's it's say hard that, for, just one more second. It's hard for us who are conditioned to assuming polls are built on week by week by week, not just week-long snapshots. It's hard for us to really grasp that. That's the problem with some people have with the college football playoff committee, but go on. Let's say um, that perhaps, um, well, Rutgers doesn't have doesn't have too much of a remaining schedule. Let's go. Let's go ahead and pick the worst team we can possibly think of in a power conference. Uh, someone of the Rutgers of the Minnesota. Missouri. Uh, Missouri would be Missouri would actually be a pretty interesting way to go about this. Let's say that Missouri in its last couple of games, uh, they've got Texas A and M, they've got Ben Simmons and LSU, they've got Florida. Let's say they win their last three games against those three teams, or better yet, let's say Bethune Cookman. Um, runs off a, a great stretch in its last couple of games of the season and just looks dominant. Scores 100 points three times. 
are you putting Bethune Cookman or Missouri in your top twenty-five? No, yeah, look, you have to take it in some count the body of work. There's no question, but that's 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 not they're not comparable to uh, SMU or or um, Oregon. Or, you know, the, the, those are that's who's being compared. You know, Maryland's being compared to here. It's it's not so. It is week by week. You do take into account the entire body of work. You do take into wins, you know, when they happen, how they happen. I'll give you an example. Michigan State, for example, beat Kansas on a neutral floor. And for a while, that was when it was hard to differentiate the teams was the reason I had Michigan State like a spot ahead of Kansas. Neutral floor win, whatever. It seemed, it seemed obvious when there was not much to separate them. Over time, something else separates them. And Kansas moves ahead. And, and that game is in November. It's whatever, you know, it, it's it, – um, so, but but yeah, you're not you're not comparing Minnesota to um, to, to or or Rutgers to Maryland. You're comparing very good teams in, in, in good leagues. You're comparing Wichita, and you know Wichita is one I take a lot of grief for. I've watched Wichita play a lot. I'm, right now, I truly believe on a neutral court, the way Maryland is playing, the way Wichita is playing, you know, I would I would take Wichita. And there's a team that most of their losses. They had a couple hiccups, but most of their losses came early without Van Vliet on the court. And you know that, that's that's a great team that's um, that's pounding people in an average league. And I've just watched enough of them. I think uh, that team deserves to be there and would be, um, you know. Uh, and to be honest, I'd love to see Wichita play uh, more Big Ten teams or not because I'm not sure they wouldn't be higher. I, but based on who they play um, week to week, there's there's just no way to really be sure that they belong above where they are okay so graham one question for me uh at what point does overall body of work end and the week-to-week snapshot begin because northern iowa beat unc back when they didn't have marcus page i could argue that maryland didn't have diamond stone against minnesota and i'm not saying that minnesota losing there is is better than losing in northern iowa it's not but Maryland didn't have Diamond Stone, and Mellow Trimble was off. That would be like Marcus Page playing and but not being right, and then them not also having Kevin E. Meeks. Uh, Purdue also lost on the road at Illinois, which is a bad loss. Lots of teams have bad losses this season. Sure. Some of them are earlier than others, but some of them are more recent. At what point for you does overall body of work stop and the week-to-week snapshot begin, or is that a vague line for you? It's, you know, it's, you take it all. It's, 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 you take it all into account. If Maryland's playing average basketball, if Maryland um, you know, loses to Wisconsin and gets past Minnesota and, and um, you know, just looks about what you thought they were the previous week, it, 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 it stays. It's, it's, um, it, it, that's, that's, that's a good question. It's a fair question. But it's, it's hard to say because it, it's, it's different, I guess, with – I say different with every team, but it's – it's different with every scenario. Um, if you see a team that's playing truly hot or truly poorly, uh, you know, Baylor, really the best example to look at this, if you want to be critical of what I'm doing, is really the Baylor-Maryland uh, one. And that's the one that that really could, I think, um, if you wanted to, to dig your teeth into it, would be that one. Because Baylor, you just look at their RPI and their, their top 50 wins, top 50 losses, their bad losses, the number of losses they've had by – Double digits, close to 20 points, all that stuff. And versus Maryland's overall body of work, and then you look at the last couple of weeks, and Baylor's been really good, and Maryland hasn't. And so that that's that's a great example of that where you could you could argue that there ought to be more 
to the body of work than that. I, you know, I didn't feel that way. I thought it was a really impressive road win for Baylor. I, but um, but that, that certainly is an argument you can make. So after all of that, where can people find you to continue this debate? Because unfortunately, we have to stop. We could go on forever. Uh, this is a debate. <laughs> this is an endless debate. And thankfully, you have come on to uh, get your opinion out, a very valid one at that. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter so they can uh, continue to uh, assault your mentions with poor century tweets? Not that I endorse yeah. all of the ones I saw yesterday. I don't. No, by the way, which I don't mind the dialogue. If I minded the dialogue, I, I wouldn't respond. <laughs> no, the dialogue's fun. I enjoy it. I think it, it, it is. Yeah. It is fun. It's a it's a playfully fun thing. It's an open discussion um, that we should have, and we shouldn't be offended by it. It's one person's opinion. But where can people find you on Twitter to continue the discussion? At Graham underscore Couch, G R A H A M underscore Couch, is my Twitter handle. Um, I'll probably have a column up at uh, lsj.com, uh, the Washington State Journal's website uh, about this uh, later on this evening as well. I'm pretty sure you're going to get quite a few hits from the DMV. Well, so, here's what I'll say. Graham, I will tell you, I, I completely disagree with you with your view. I think it's overly simplistic and, and wrong, but I appreciate your willingness to defend it and uh, look forward to, to hearing what more you have to say about it. I'm interested to seeing what happens next week if Maryland beats Purdue. That That's going to be interesting for me, but I, well, I have no, no I, if, if Maryland beats Purdue, they'd be in the top 25 for sure. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, it's, it's a fluid thing. There's just no question about it. I mean, that, that's, that's a great example of a game where you can play yourself in. Um, if, where, where is that game being? Where is that game? That game's at Purdue, right? It's in West Lafayette. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if they win at West Lafayette, home road is a big deal. So if you sweep Purdue and you go to West Lafayette and win and you've corrected that, you can be ranked ahead of Purdue next week. They're just almost based on where their resume is overall and how you're playing at that moment. If you beat Purdue on the road, there's no question. So it's going to be an interesting discussion we will have in the future. And for people who rank their polls and consider the AP poll, this is a new way of thinking about it. And remember, Maryland fans, Maryland ended last season eighth in the AP poll and was a four seed in the NCAA tournament. So by the time we get to March Madness in a couple of weeks, all of this might not matter. Graham, we thank, uh, humbly appreciate your time and thank you for defending yourself against uh, some, an angry pack of lions. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. Take care, guys. And Alex, thanks for defending Maryland's honor. <laughs> That's not the job, but I appreciate it too, Matt. All right. So thank you for listening. We will have another show coming for you later in the week. And, of course, go Terps.